was set low to the cross where thou art this morning father we thank you for all that you have done thank you for your blessing thank you for your word thank you because you are going to help us this morning thank you father because we are in your presence today to be blessed and bless us mightily in jesus name in jesus name we have prayed a big high five to five people Greet yourself, big five, five to five people. Greet five people, big high five to five people. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, I am blessed. I will enjoy supply. I will not be limited in life. Your life will move from glory to glory. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12 says, The Lord will send a lot of rain on your country at the right season. He stores the rain in the cloud and at the right season he will cause it to fall on your land so that then all the food that you plant your field will grow well. You will lend to the people in many countries but you will not need to borrow from anyone. Are you saying amen very well? Are you sure you are following me this morning? The Lord will give you supply of blessing upon blessing in the name of Jesus. And you will not be limited in life in Jesus' name. Say amen three times. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. The heaven to give the rain to your land in his season. And to bless all the work of your hand, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Can you say amen three times? I have told you that the word of God has a standard. The standard of God that is that is going to bless you. It will bless you, you have more than enough, and you will not need to borrow. I pray for you. You will not need to borrow in Jesus' name. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Put on Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who give you power to get wet, that he may establish his covenant, which is sure to your father, as it is this day. The Lord will give you power to get wet in Jesus' name. Are you saying amen very well? Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. We are talking about surplus supply. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. I pray that that power will work for you in Jesus' name. You will have abundant supply in Jesus' name. This is the third week in the month of supply. Surplus supply. And the Lord will supply blessings for you in Jesus' name. Okay, hidden sources of God's blessing, number one, is by walking. W-O-R-K-I-N-G. Walking is important. Walking is not a cause. But walking is a covenant that brings God's blessing your way. Even in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that I started with, verse 5, the Lord will give you many baskets of food from your feet. He will be with you as you make your bread. He will make you happy in your work. That is the number one covenant. You know, God does not have this abstract, abstract blessing or imagination of a faint thing. God has given you work to bless you. Number one way by which God supplies blessing is through work. Not by duping people, nor by imagining things. The church is deviating from the ethics of the Bible. Ethics of the Bible is work. God gave Adam work before he sinned. So work is not against grace. Work is not against God's way of blessing people. In fact, work is not an accomplishment of the law. Work is a basic thing that brings money to you. That is why everyone that is laboring in this church that is working, I salute you. May the Lord bless your work. Whether your work is simple, whether it's big, may the Lord bless that work. Everyone that is not involved in Yahoo Yahoo, that's not involved in duping people, may the Lord bless that work. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I salute everyone here that have a simple or complex job. No matter what you lay your hand upon, may the Lord bless it. The Lord give you blessing through work. And I'm emphasizing it today that work is number one thing that God gave Adam in the garden. Work. Work. He planted a garden for him and said, dress it, make it fruitful. And Adam started doing it. Before they sin at all. So God recognizes his work as a means by which he gives you blessing. Look at verse 8 again. I'm just starting from where I started in terms of it. Look at verse 8 again. The Lord will make all your work to do well. The Lord will command blessing on you in your storehouses. In my fashion, he said, the Lord will make, make all your work to do well. Your storehouse actually is your work. Your storehouse is actually your work. Your pantry, where food comes, is your work. Without work, there is no food. Apostle Paul, the father of grace, says, He that does not work, let him not eat. And our father also says, That is, the antidote to poverty is W-O-R-K. I've told you several times that work is not against grace. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. His grace towards me was not in vain, but I work. I labor more abundantly than they all. Can you see the big part of it? I carry grace, yet I work more than most people. I love this. 
So we are talking about grace. We are not talking about somebody being dolent or being lazy. We are talking about having opportunity to work more. Look at what he says. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labor more. I labor more. With grace, I labor more. Abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace that was with me. So don't sleep in the morning speaking in tongue. Thinking that supply will come. Speaking in tongue is not an act of grace. In the morning. I know so many people are praying that money will come from heaven and they will not need to work. God is a God of principle. God does not work that way. God works by blessing the work of your hand. You must have something that you want God to bless. Are you hearing me right now? Are you hearing me? So when we are praying for open door, we are praying for favor, we are praying for supply. What we are actually praying for in an understanding way is God, I don't want to be high do. Give me work. Are you hearing me now? Give me work. Give me work. Lord, if I carry grace, give me work. Let me find work. And for many of you that are praying for, to God to give you job, may the Lord give you work. May the Lord make you happy in your work. In the mighty name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Do not be weary in doing good, in work. Don't get tired and say, Ah, Isha Kolowo. And let us not be weary in doing good. Anytime you read this scripture, you think he's talking about giving or helping. What he was actually talking about is that we should not get tired in contributing value to the society. Don't be tired in contributing your own quota in working in your organization. Don't say it does not pay to work. I think it pays to steal or it pays to cheat or it pays to make other people cry. He said, don't do that. Don't be weary in doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And then and verse 9 says that we should do good, especially to those people that of the household of faith. What does that mean? Stabeki, stand up. Mr. Becky is having a shop. She's doing back. You're also doing what? POS. You're also doing what? You're also doing autogele. You're also facilitator. Facilitator. Okay, this is facilitator. Do you know me hearing that for the first time? Now, what the Bible is saying is that we should recognize. Stand, stand up. I'm still using you to preach. We should recognize each other people's work in the church and encourage them. And encourage them. That's what he's saying. Is there anybody in the household of faith that is doing what you need? Try as much as possible within your capacity to encourage them. You encourage their business to move forward. You encourage them. And there are so many people that are doing so many beautiful things around here that I can use as an example. Like Ijo is greeting people for bad day. So your husband is doing bad day. I had to do bad day for you. You are helping. She's a fashion designer. Help her. The Bible says we should do good. In other words, boost work. Help each other. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. 
especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let's make sure that we are actually contributing value to the society. Nobody to say you are useless. Let's make sure that we work. That is the ethics of blessing. That is the ethics of supply. That you make sure that you are not just assisting. You are assisting with value. You are a blessing to your employer. That's what the Bible is saying here. And there are so many scriptures that talk about the profit that come from labor. But I don't just want to be with you. Look at Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. He said you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaves shall not wither? He said whatsoever you do, you will prosper. Look at what he says. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in a season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. If a righteous is not doing anything, where will you see prosperity? He said, I have given you power to get work. I have given you power to do something. And when you ask somebody, what do you want to do? They say, I don't know. How can I help you where you don't know what you want to do for a living? You must not only have a dream, you must not only have a hope, you must not only have faith, you must have work. W-O-R-K. The Bible says, faith without work. Being left alone is dead. Dead means poverty. Dead. Another one says, faith without corresponding action is dead. In other words, you must be an action pack man, an action pack woman. That's how to excel in prosperity. That's what the Bible is saying. I want supply. Then you say to yourself, what work must I do this morning? If we ask you now, what is your work? Do you have anything? Or you be like all these old boy that say, Monshe business. Which business are you doing? You can't say it. A man started a school with a lot of money around here. I don't want to mention his name because you may know him. And one day, maybe for one week or something, he just started and his driver was not coming. And I saw him driving the school bus himself. Despite the huge money that he had, he started picking the children. And I saw him. He said, ah, good morning, pastor. I said, good morning. Well done. He said, ah. In every labor, there is profit. Any job that's available, I'm willing to do it. He was picking the children himself. And as of the time I saw him, the thing that he has, the property he has and the school is in millions. Yet, he decided to do it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 and 9 says, Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, did not count it robbery to be equal with God, but rather humble himself. Finding himself in the form of a man, he obeyed God to the cross. He was doing what is fashion. At that stage, we allow him to do. I know some of you say, I've passed that. The fact that you're a graduate does not mean that uh, be, being a worker has been removed from you. Because some of you say, I'm a graduate. How can a graduate? My friend, being a graduate means you are more intelligent to work better. It does not mean that your hand has been cut away. Did they use the grit to cut your hand? No, let's face it. What makes things work in society is productive work. Output, what people are doing. The society will be ruined when we have too many lazy people around. 
If you see anything that is beautiful, it's because people work to make it beautiful. The abroad that you go, that you want to go and go for holiday, you want to rent, it's because those people there, they are continuously working and at the same time paying tasks to make those country beautiful. And you know, Ghana people came here like slaves. They were carrying showing machine on their shoulder. They were doing shoemaker around. Some of them were employed as a teacher. We say they are the one disturbing our economy. Ghana must go. Ghana left us. By culture of hard work, they make their own country better. One of them was sharing with me when he went for, for, for excursion to Ghana. And one of them drank uh, sachet water and threw it on the ground. And they stopped the affair. And they delayed them, punished them, and gave them a fine. Anything that you see standing, is standing because somebody has worked it. If you keep building a lazy generation, either lazy mentally or lazy with productive work, the country will decay. We should celebrate people that are working and celebrate them and clap for them and encourage them. I know you say, but some people are not working and they are making million years. The Bible says, gross darkness will cover the people, but the light of God will shine upon us. We are not like people of the world. We pride ourselves, thanking God for the work that we do. We don't pride ourselves in stealing. What will be your testimony? If you don't have work and you are driving car, what is your testimony? What work do you do? I just do work. That is stealing, my friend. That's not work. When Jacob was moved from Canaan to Egypt, the first question Pharaoh asked him is that, what work do you do? If you don't have a work that can say you are doing, shame on to you. I told Tokwe, that place I met that guy, I said, if nobody, if your parent, you are too rich, your parent cannot tell you the truth. The pastor behind the pulpit should be able to say the truth. What work? Describe your work. And I will respect you. I don't care how much you earn, but you go to a place in the money and come back and earn money. That's how to build society. You don't build society on error. Hey, I want you to work back on. So you are now the 419. That's getting the money that they owe you. Work is number one way that brings supply. Judges chapter 6 verse 12. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, you are a man of great strength. Go in this your mind. In other words, don't be afraid to work. <laughs> don't be afraid to do what? Because I know some of you. He said, eh, he said, well, no, say, there is lion on the road. There is elephant on the road. There is tiger there. There is daru. It's only the fearful that are lazy. That's the truth I'm telling you. When you stand up walking, life will be easy for you. When you stand up to walk, you have determined your success that you are going to be successful. Years back, years back, when I just started working, I heard the message of Pastor Ben Sautabi. You know, he's somebody that does not like all these rhetorics. All these, I claim I'm, I catch him. 
doesn't like it. He said, if you work hard, life will be easy for you. I caught that message. And I took it as a virtue. Something I must pursue. And I know that I had spare time to work. I know. You don't need to tell me. I know I had spare time. Go to the office in the morning. Come back three or four. What am I doing on Saturday? Four to the end. So I started thinking, what can I do with this thing? Because I learned that even people that live abroad, they do two or three work. Is that not correct? I know my friend will come from London and tell me, Pastor, hey, she said, B.O. Yeah, she said, Oh, she said, Oh, he said, if an Oyibo man has to can't cut on, he said, but my can't cut on, he will not trail lie. He said, to see stuff where, oh, can't cut on, later I wrote the rules in my lagoon. That if he has to work for him, you will see that you will work for the pay. That you people have a lot of opportunity. You are not working much. So, and I register myself as a worker. So many other things that I can do. I tell you it was not easy now. It was not easy. It was not easy. I prayed for God's blessing when I started my master's because there was no money. They just gave me a release, no money to back it up. And I said, God bless me. And God said, I bless you. I said, what have you blessed me with? He said, how many of your mates here are having this kind of car that you have? Come on, you are not a pastor here. Do kabu kabu, you make money. And I started. You are a man of great strength. Explore that opportunity. You are healthy. Just as I'm healthy this morning. Oh, glory to God. You are not old. Don't say, what can I do? You are not weak. You wake up to work. And we don't have enough work to do. You help somebody that is working to achieve his dream. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11 also encourages us to work. Proverbs 13 11. I'm encouraging us this morning. 13 11 says, word gained by dishonest means will be diminished. But what? Can you read with me? But what? But he that gathers wet by labor will increase. May the Lord increase you. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 28. Talking about also working. He said in all labor there is profit. Verse 23, not 28. Proverbs 14, 23. Look at what it says. In all labor there is profit. But I do chatter. <laughs> Lead on to what? Never you be hidu. Say with me, I refuse to be hidu. I will be active. And the Lord will help me in Jesus' name. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. The Lord has not given you the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love. And of what? Sound mind. Somebody say sound mind. Your hands are not tied. Your brain is effective. So don't be afraid to work or to venture into new opportunity. And the Lord will bless the work of your hand in Jesus' name. Can I hear amen three times? Raise your two hands to heaven. Say my hands are free. I will live a productive life. And the Lord will bless my work. Say another amen. Ruth chapter 2 Verse 2 to 3. Ruth said, 
let me go into any field in whose side I'll find favor. That was a woman and a widow that came back empty. Yet he said, let me go into any field. Let me go into any field in whose side I'll find favor. Anybody that employ me is good enough for me to work for. And you know what we do today? Somebody we employ them, we say, I can't work for that man. Another one we employ them, I can't work for that man. And now, look, when you say you cannot work for nobody, you will not gather experience to stand on your own. <laughs> Celebrate work. Stay somewhere for some time. Gather experience. Gather influence. Influence at time can be greater than money. I was telling my wife. My brother called me and said, ah, after all, talk about that is with you. Uh, he's doing well now. Uh, I said, talk about that is with me. He has been with me for more than five years. Five years. And talk about can squeak on you. <laughs> it takes it take time to make influence. It take, it's not mouth. It takes time. It takes persistency. I'm telling you the truth. That is the nature of work. It takes time. It takes time. That is the truth. It take, if you love something, you want to work somewhere, don't be tired in what you are doing. Don't be tired. Don't complain about everybody. You know, some people say, you know, I don't know where to give my time because I don't see any person that is good. There will be one that is good. There will be one. You can't be the only person that is good in life. Yet, there will be an employer that is good. Don't say because of that, you are his own body. Look, you can be working in a primary school and gain so much influence that if you start your own school, you become an automatic success. I know people like that. I know a man. I don't want to describe very well because you feel I'm, I'm abusing him. You know, Buma The man is so good in one school. I don't want to mention this school because it's so popular, you will know. I mentioned. Everybody like him. Not because of his height, not because of his handsomeness, because he loved the children and loved the work. My friend, when that man started school, Omoba started with him. So many parents. Ah, this man, this man, inside small house. When you like your job, people around you will know you like it. When you start your own, they will pursue you. They will pursue you. If you are doing work for somebody else, I say, it's another man's work. Everybody also will know that you are not doing it as your own. And when you have your own, nobody will support you. The man came here to visit me some month ago. He came with Corolla, thanking me and thanking everybody that supported him when he started. Because he's now blessed. But I told him, when you are doing that work, you are doing it as if your own. The Bible says, if you have not been faithful in another man's business, who will give you your own? And yet, the Yoruba people do not want to be faithful with anybody. They don't want to work for anybody. See somebody? Get me out of the I don't want to work for anybody. I want to be on my own. Yes. It is one thing to be on your own. It's another thing for you to have your own money. You can be on your own and not have money. That is the truth. There are so many people on their own. One shop in the corner. No money. They are still borrowing. 
And there are so many people that are not on their own and they are rich. It depends on what God wants to do by time. But one thing I know that every labor, in every labor, there is profit. If you don't get money, you get experience. If you don't get experience, you get skill. If you don't get skill, you might get loyalty. If you don't get loyalty, you might get influence. If you don't get influence, you might get people that will praise you and say, thank God for the way you have supported this person. I want to support you too. And there are so many success stories in our land with people that started so small, committed to an assignment, and they did it until the Lord blessed their work. I pray for you again. Everyone that is working here, may the Lord bless your work. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. When you get home, you can read it. Now, I'm going to read one more. Jeremiah, and we are going to move to another point. There was a, 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 a fisherman named Peter that was working. Was working. And you know, as he was working, there was no result all over the night. And Jesus saw him in the morning. You remember the story of Peter? And he said, let me use your boat to preach. The ideal thing for a fisherman that walk in the night to say what? Preach on. Let me go and do what? Let me go and rest. I have work. After all, there is nothing. He said, okay, Oga, continue preaching. It was like the man that was holding the pulpit that Jesus was using. Jesus was using, Jesus was using the boat. He was using the boat. Peter was also there watching. He did not say, eh, use my boat. When you finish, your guy and pack your boat to me. He was there. The truth of the matter is that Jesus met him in his place of work. That's the advice I want to make. And Jesus blessed his work. Jesus promoted him and gave him a language of fisherman. Follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Today, Peter is a reference point. Anybody that does not have work and say God call him, watch them very well, though. It might be Yahweh or Pastor. What, what I'm emphasizing this morning is that work is not a cause. What work do you do? We must be willing to work. Our hand must be willing to build and to work. And may the Lord bless the work of your hand in Jesus' name. Okay, let's read one more. I said, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1 to 6. Even at time when God wants to speak to you, it will require work. Jeremiah chapter 18, 1 to 6. Jeremiah chapter 18, 1 to 6. The Lord said to Jeremiah, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, let's see, he said, go to the hand of a potter. Arise, go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my word. Do you know at times, Coming to church at times is work. It's work. The Lord will ask you at times, do this. Then I will speak to you. Why can't you say, God, speak on my servant Jared. God, speak through my dream. Speak. God say, go to a particular place. That's where I'm going to speak to you. And look at what God says. Go ahead. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. Everybody listen to the experience of Jeremiah. And the vessel that he made of clay was battered, mad. And in the hand of the potter, so he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Are you following me? Verse 5, then the word of the Lord came to me saying, what did he say? 
Look at what he says. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as the potter says the Lord? Look, as the clay is on the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. O house of Israel, you are like a clay in potter's hand. He has fashioned you to do something. Hello? Discover your purpose. Don't compare yourself with anybody and walk in your purpose. Say, I'm the one that is the potter. I'm the one that is molding you. You say, hey, something is wrong with me. He say, I can remade you, reform you to suit a particular assignment. You must do it. So all of us, we don't have excuse but to work. And as we work, I pray for you again that Lord bless the work of your hand. Everyone that is working in this show, raise your hand up. You are a worker. You know you are contributing value to the site. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. Amen. Even student here, you are worker. You are working. If you are reading, you are working. May the Lord bless your reading. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, number two things that give you supply is help from above or divine help. I cannot overemphasize how help is important. In, in John chapter 5, John chapter 5, beginning from verse 4, there was a man that has been laboring, working, doing things for the past 38 years. And the Bible said there was nobody to help him until Jesus came. Jesus will come your way and help you in the name of Jesus. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water was made well, or whatever disease he had. Verse 5, there was a man, now a certain man was there, who had an infirmity 38 years. Verse 6, verse 6, we are going to say, when Jesus saw him lying there, I knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Verse 7, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to support me when the water is there. Raise your hands to heaven. May the Lord support you. Whatever business you want to do, may the Lord help you. Wherever you need help this morning, may the Lord help you. May the Lord lift your hand up in the name of Jesus. Everyone that needs divine help, may you receive divine help. In the name of Jesus. Second Chronicle chapter 18, verse 20 to 30. We have about six of them that's talking about help from the Lord. As the Lord gave this man help, at the right time, the Lord will give you help in Jesus' name. Second Chronicle chapter 18, verse 30 to 32. Put it there. Second Chronicle chapter 18, verse 30 to 32. Now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariot who were with him, saying, Fight with no man but with the king of Israel. The enemy have targeted Jehoshaphat. Verse 31. So it was when the captain of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat that they said, It is the king of Israel. Therefore, they surrounded him to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. Raise your hands to him. Say, Lord, help me. Help me in this country. Help me with this policy. Help me with my job. The Bible says, Jehoshaphat was surrounded by the enemy to attack him. But he cried to the Lord, and the Lord helped me. I pray as we have come to church today, the Lord will help you. Your coming to church this morning will not be in vain. Say amen three times. Second Chronicle chapter 20, verse 1 to 4 again. Jehoshaphat again cried for help and the Lord helped him. Second Chronicle chapter 20, verse 1 to 4. In fact, the Bible says he declared first. 
it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon, other with them beside the Ammonite, came to battle against Yosafat. You see, you cannot exhaust the help of the Lord. The fact that you have received one help does not mean another help will not come. Some of you say, ah, God will give you another help. God has blessed you before. He will give you another blessing. Your blessing will be full in Jesus' name. Then some came and told Joseph, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. They are in Asun Tama, which is Engedi. Verse 3. And Joseph had feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a verse throughout Judah. Verse 4. Verse 4. And so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Stand up on your feet. Stand up. They gather themselves. You gather yourself. You gather yourself. You gather. Anytime, you know, some of you, the way you are lackadaisical about supply, it will not allow supply to come. When you know that you are afraid and things are not working the way they should work, you gather yourself. Joseph had the first time. People gather around him to attack him. The Bible says, Joseph cried to the Lord and the Lord helped him. The second time he heard that the whole army of Mobites all the this and that, they have come against him. He gathered himself. He gathered himself together and asked help from the Lord and from the cities of Judah that they came to seek the Lord. All of them gathered. These are seasons that you need to gather yourself and ask for help. Lord, help me. Why? You need help. Nobody can succeed alone. All this young God that you are doing will not help you. You are going to need and tell you and tell God, Things are not moving the way they should move. Ah, why? Why? Why should I be borrowing money? Why should I do this? Why should I go down? I don't want to go down in poverty. The Bible says he asked them to fast and pray that God should help them. That's how people of old pray for help and they get help. They cry to the Lord, not looking for unbelievers to help them. They cry for help. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, as I gather myself together this morning, I ask for help this year. Lord, help me to survive. And to survive well. Don't let me die prematurely. Lord, help me. Be ori, misoke. Lift up my head, Lord. Let help come from me from above. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All Judah came together and they asked for help. Lord, let there be help from above. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. See that. Psalm 46, verse 1 to 5. Psalm 46, verse 1 to 5. I just don't want you to be like a desiccant about help. When people want help, they pray. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. God is a what? A present help. In what? A present what? In what? If you are going through any trouble this morning, present help will locate you. Will locate you. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountain be carried into the midst of the sea. Verse 3. Verse 3. We are going to fall. Though its water roar and be troubled, though the mountain shake with the swelling. Go ahead and read verse 4. There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. The only place of the tabernacle of the most high. There is a river of help that is coming your way. 
there's a strange hand of favor that will help you. That hand will locate you this morning. Say amen three times. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 28, Paul and Silas, they were praying and they were singing. And suddenly there was an earthquake. The Lord set the angel to lose their hand. A very present help in time of trouble. Esther chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, at that night, the king could not sleep. All those people that are sleeping that are supposed to help you, they will not be able to sleep again. There will be a divine intervention on your behalf in Jesus' name. And the king said, is is there anything that we have done? That night, the king could not sleep. So, no one was commanded to bring, so, one was commanded to bring the book of the record of the chronicle. And they were read before the king. Verse 2. And the king said, is there anything that has been done the book of the year included the report of how two officers wanted to kill the king. How Mordecai discovered this and he had told Queen Esther and the servant read this report to the king and the king asked his servant, when Mordecai saved me, what did I do for him? The servant told the king that Mordecai did not receive anything oh, it should be areas of blessing for you. Yeah. Everywhere you have labor and you have not received reward, Receive areas of your blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon my life this morning. Everywhere you have labor and they do not remember you. They begin to remember you. Today, the book of remembrance is open. And people will favor you in Jesus' name. Please sit down. And that was the only thing that was necessary to save the life of Mordecai. Because at that time also, Haman was planning to hang him. In fact, he was in the court of the king to ask for his head. Yet, help came, affected the disgrace, and gave him a mighty honor. When help come your way, honor come your way. Anywhere you have been suffering disgrace, receive mighty honor in the name of Jesus. And you know, when that honor came, that honor swallowed the disgrace that Ammon planned. And death, not only disgrace, the disgrace and death that Ammon planned for Mordecai. Because he had raised a gallow six feet tall that is going to hang Mordecai there. He was coming to ask for permission. And the king said, who is in the court? He says, Mordecai. He said, okay, uh, he says, Aman. He said, Aman, what do you think should be done to anyone that the king wants to reward or favor? He said, let the man ride on a king horse. Let the most important officer announce to everybody in the city that this is the most favorite person in the land. Everybody must honor him. And the king said, he said, let him also wear the royal robe. Not ordinary clothes. Let him be decorated. And let an officer take him around the city. That the king is pleased with him. This is the person that the king wants to honor. This is the person the king wants to favor. Let everybody know that this man is the most favorable person. Because Haman thought that would be himself. So, and the king said, go and do that to Mordecai. The Jew. He did not hurt your enemy. Because that was the conclusion of the matter. Your enemy, go and decorate him. And he was forced to place Mordecai on the king's horse with the king's robe 
with bell in his hand. This is the man that the king has decided to honor. When he was saying that, what it means that anyone that touched this man will surely die. Oh, this is the one that the king has decided to honor. He moved around the city, announcing to everybody that this is the favorite person in the heart of the king. And when he came back to his house, he was not happy. They told him what happened. Did the king say he's not going to give your request? He said, Ah, come in, the king said, I should place him on the horse. Announce to everybody that is the favorite. They say, Ah, that man is a Jew. It is impossible for you to fight against him. And watch it. You are beginning to fall before him. And you are going to fall completely. All your enemies that are falling, they will fall completely before you. Yeah. That was a massive help from God for Mordecai. And that was the beginning of his breakthrough. Announced to you today, your breakthrough has started. Amen. Do not despise help that come from the Lord. It was just an announcement. And Mordecai could say, yeah, it's just an announcement. But the beginning of miracle has started. Anytime God wants to perform a miracle in your life, write this one down. It will start with help from above. That's how God performs miracle. Somebody will be willing to help you. Help will come. You are trying to knock a door and somebody say good morning. It's like I know your face. Your help has started though. And it will help you to the end in Jesus name. Look. Maybe I read look and I will round up and move to another one. Luke chapter 22 verse 31 to 32. Luke chapter 22 verse 31 to 32. Look at this. And the Lord said to Peter, 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 Simon, Simon, that's not the name of Peter. Look, indeed Satan has asked for you. What? God? Satan is asking for my head. What did you say, sir? He says, Satan has asked for you from the Father. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Somebody asked, Daddy, why will God pray for Peter and not for Judas? I say, because Peter is favored. Peter is favored. That is it. In the calendar of heaven, Satan was saying, if I keep Peter, I'll be happy. Jesus said, no, not Peter. Peter must not die. Look at the experience of Peter, even in the Bible. How God saved him in so many ways, miraculously. He was always receiving help. In fact, he saw in jail physically in the prison among 16 soldiers and he thought he was dreaming. Lo and behold, it was not dreaming. It was help from above. In a strange way, the Lord will help you. So I've prayed for you. Don't lose faith. Don't lose faith. I pray for you. When you are strengthened, come back to me. Peter wants to shift you and blow you like a shaft. But I've prayed that your faith in me will not be disrupted. You know there are some people. One can rodie, one can commit suicide. Have you not seen some people like that? People are praying to be like them. People are saying, oh, this way is well blessed. And you just look at the river and jump. People that are blessed, they lose faith in themselves. 
Jesus said to Peter, Satan wants to kill you, but I pray for you that your faith will not fail you. Let me tell you something. Even if you have sinned, if you do not lose faith in yourself, you can come back to God. But people that sin and they lose faith in themselves, they commit suicide. Yeah, they commit suicide. That's what they do. You lose faith. Some people, they will just do one error and they will leave God completely. They say, ah, they have, they have lost faith. Jesus said to Peter, I have prayed for you. Satan will tempt you. You will deny me, but you will come back because I have prayed for you. I have helped you. I have interceded for you. You will not be the lost. You are not the child of perdition. You always find a place in me. I pray for you today. Your faith will not fail. Jesus will help you. He will encourage you. He will bless you. Jesus will intercede for you. Your faith will not fail in God. Say amen three times. I'm giving you three things that guarantee supply. Number one is work. W-O-R-K. Never you despise it. Number two thing that guarantee result is work. Help is help. H-E-L-P, help from above. And God will help you in Jesus' name. Number three thing that guarantees supply is discipline. Discipline, integrity, and holiness. You must put under your body excesses. You have to be disciplined. It does not matter how hard you are working, how smart you are working, how much help you are receiving. If you are not disciplined, you are going to be a waster. Look at what he says. John chapter 5 verse 14. Jesus found the man that was healed after 38 years of sickness. Look at the advice of Jesus. This is a consultant physician addressing somebody that has been sick and is now healed. He has been bedridden for 38 years. This is the word that Jesus will give him. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. See no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. You can't remove this verse from the Bible. This verse is not against grace. Sir. This is a verse of grace. This is a proof of love. When you love somebody, you don't just eat them. You give them something that will make them healthy for the rest of their This is what Jesus is doing. You are coming back for a checkup. Jesus is saying, you need to discipline your appetite. You need to discipline your life. You need to cut your excesses. That's what Jesus is saying. Oh, you know this man said, the man that healed me said that I should carry my, 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 my bed and walk. The man that healed me said that I can walk on the Sabbath. The man that healed me free me from the law of the Sabbath. The man that healed me, heal me and say I should not regard the Sabbath. Jesus said, my friend, come. I have healed you, but be careful. If you do those things you are doing then, you will go back into greater sickness and you will die. That's the word of Jesus. And I love it. Don't be stubborn. If you are stubborn, you will die prematurely. That's what he's saying. If you are stubborn, you will lose all the blessing. Discipline is important. It does not matter how much and how many blessings you have. If you are not disciplined, you will lose them all. Okay, look at it again. John chapter 8, beginning from verse 10 to 12. John chapter 8, beginning from verse 10 to 12. Put on John chapter 8, verse 10 to 
Jesus said something. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to a woman, where are those you accuse her? He said, ah, thank God, though, they are gone. Ah, say you are blessed. Oh, let me accuse her. He said, yes. Look at what happened. Verse 11. Verse 11. She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you, but go. And do what? Is that in your Bible? Is that in your Bible? That means you have to walk in accordance to the healing and the blessing that God has given to you. Not you start something, you dabaru it. You start something with your mouth, you scatter it. You start something because you are not disciplined, you couldn't gather. Go, I'm forgiving you, I'm not accusing you. And God knows I'm not even accusing you this morning. But live a disciplined life so that you can enjoy a continuous supply throughout your life. Discipline is the watchword in Christianity. How do you know somebody that is born again from somebody that is not born again? He's disciplined. He's pruned. He's pruned. He's pruned. Second Timothy again. Let's read it. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. If anybody is preaching any other thing that is contrary to this, he's not preaching the Bible to you. It is not, if you are a grace person, you live a disciplined life. Grace does not lead people to sin. Grace leads a man to be consistently consistent with the character of Christ. That's what grace is. That's what grace is. Ah, how can I say I'm a grace man? I'm living a wayward life. When God has graced me, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and sliver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor in a great house, and some for what? Is that in your Bible? Okay, verse 21. Look at what he says in verse 21. Put it there, discipline. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, from dirty thing, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. My friend, if you are disciplined, you will have opportunity. One of the reasons why people lack opportunity to excel in life is because they are not cultured, they are not disciplined. If you are not disciplined, you can't go far. You must, you have to tell yourself, look, I am a man under authority. I'm going places. I need to be disciplined. I need to have integrity. I need to have holiness. I need to put myself under. I need to be cultured. I need to be cultured. And I tell you, if you are a genuine child of God, God will be speaking to you. God will talk to me. Mm -mm. We tell me, my son, watch this area. What I don't like this area. He will talk to you. You can't be living anyhow and say, I'm a child of God. I'm under grace. Some people that will not under, understand grace. When women is made, they say, it's grace. Ma, that is all grace. Grace empowers you to do what is right. In the great house, there are not only vessels unto honor. There are also vessels unto dishonor. In a church, it's not every vessel that is useful for the Lord. That's what he's saying. He was referring to his house, the church. In a church, it's not everybody that is in the church that is holy. But if any man cleanses himself and is holy, he will be useful for the Lord. Don't say, why are they not using me? Why is it they don't like me? How are you behaving? Are you a disciplined Christian? 
or an uncultured Christian. Very important. We need maybe one or two more and we are going to 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 round up. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24, Mark chapter 8 verse 34, Luke chapter 9 verse 23. All these are saying exactly the same thing. All these are saying exactly, and we are going to round up right now. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24, Mark chapter 8 verse 34, Luke chapter 9 verse 24. All the same. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desire to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. What is deny? Let everyone that want to follow me be a disciplined person. Hello? Hello? Are you hearing me now? If you actually want to stay long, stay far with Christ, be a disciplined Christian. Don't say, nobody can talk to me. Nobody can correct me. You cannot be far in Christ like that. If anybody wants to follow me, let him deny himself and follow me. Let's read this for emphasis sake. Mark 8, 34 and Luke 9, 23. The same thing repeated three places in the Bible. Look at what this is. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desire to come after me, let him deny himself Take up his cross and do what? Are you hearing me now? We are called to a life of discipline, not a life of excesses. Please, let it register in your mind. You want supply? You need to be disciplined. You need to be cultured. God wants us to live a disciplined life. Luke chapter 9 verse 23. Then he said to them, If anyone desire to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. I've read these three scriptures for emphasis sake. You are a child of God. Be disciplined. Don't talk anyhow. Don't live anyhow. Know that you are the light in a world of darkness. Don't let anybody say bad thing because of you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody say something bad. You know, a, a girl was, was caught she put it on a on a status. She was drinking what they call Caesar, smoking. And and I and I said to the HOD, I said, bring up a file. And they brought up a file. We wanted to call the parent. And we discovered that the father is a pastor. And she started crying. He said, It's because my father does not have money. I said, Because your father, your dad not turned you to a smoker. That's not going to be smoker. Abba. It does not matter what is happening to a goat. A goat will never eat feces. It doesn't happen. You should have a nature of being a disciplined Christian. If they are talking about somebody that is good, that is bad, let's say, ah, no, no. He's a disciplined person. That is the character of Christ. That is the image of Christ. Image of Christ is not hooliganism. We should get to your house and people say, Ah, Pastor That is how you know a child of God by their character because they are this way. Ah, Ah, That is not that's not a cultural life. You don't, that means you don't have testimony at home. How will you win soul if you don't have testimony? Will anybody want to be like you? 
Will anybody want to be like you? Say one money. Why can't you be disciplined? If anyone wants to follow him, he must decide that his whole life is not important. Every day he must be like Christ. He must be like Christ. He must deny, he must be disciplined. These are the three things that are important because God is going to bless you. You have to be disciplined with it. Because there are some people in church. Once they are disciplined, they will just become drunkard and womanizer. I was I was in just right some days ago, and I saw a young man. I believe he's very hardworking, looking corporate. And when people are picking biscuits, he went to where they are picking gouda. Big two. And I say, I will a responsible man. Come to this place. Everybody see you. Belosi bikanta. I say, people don't get shame. Hotel or something. Some people, some people, even their shame is what they show off. They want the world to be turned to darkness. They want everybody to know that there is nothing good in this life. You are sitting on the road with another man's wife eating pepper soup. Even feeling somehow that ah, this is not right at all. This is not right. They are not, this. and I'm saying this thing to you now. I'm saying this thing to you because some, some people, when they even interview them, they say it's just a chat. What do they, they be say? Rubbish thing with their mouths on here with camera. With camera, I've told you so many people are doing so many naughty things now. With camera, they will say bad thing. And I know that these children that are facing the camera have parents. They have uncle. One of my brother's son, I saw his post. I said, hey! I just remove him, unfriend him, delete him, block him in my side. I said, ah! I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. My brother said, oh, I said, oh, I said, I said, oh, I said, oh, Look at what they are posting. They do the food have shame. I say, you have gotten to that height. There's nothing you can post. There's nothing you can say. I don't know you. I'm too disciplined. So I lost somebody tarnish my image. No. I can't befriend somebody that is posting jaga jaga on his Facebook. I will unfriend you. I will unfriend you. I'm not saying you are not born again. You are born again. But you are not disciplined. The Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man, lest you become another man's partaker of his sin. Lay hands on. Don't befriend anybody that is on culture, on discipline. And all manner of indiscipline. They are so around now. Please let us know that darkness is covering the world. Gross darkness. But the light of God will shine upon you. Amen. You will not be like the world. Amen. You are going to be a role model. Amen. You are going to live a holy life. A disciplined life. Amen. A cultured life. Amen. That's how a Christian behaves. They will know you are. No. No. This is the way he's living. These are the three ways by which blessings flow. Walk, discipline, 
and help. Rise on your feet. Rise on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, give me the grace to follow you. Give me the grace to deny myself, to discipline my body, discipline my appetite. I cannot let go. I cannot let loose. I can't live anyhow. I am a representative of Christ. You may say you are not a pastor, but yet you are the image of Christ. One will Christi Lord, give me grace. Thank you for raising up your hand. If you are raising up your hand, raise it. I say, Lord, give me grace to discipline myself, to put myself under, to live a godly life, a disciplined life, a life that glorifies God is what I'm going to live. Not because everybody is doing it. Everybody is living in adultery, living in fornication, living a wayward life. Lord, I will never, never join them to live a wayward life. I receive grace to live a disciplined life. Lord, help me to be disciplined in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace to be focused and disciplined life. I will not join them to live a wayward life. I receive grace, Lord, to put myself under. Lest after I've preached the word, I myself become a castaway. I receive grace to live a disciplined life. In the name of Jesus, help me, Lord, to be disciplined. Help me, Lord, to be disciplined. In the mighty name of Jesus, if anyone will follow me, let him deny himself. Let him carry his cross and follow me. Give me grace to be a disciplined man of God, a disciplined woman, a disciplined woman, a disciplined father, a disciplined daughter. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace to become disciplined. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Now your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, bless my hand and let it work good work. In the mighty name of Jesus, strengthen me. Bless the work of my hand. He said, the Lord will bless the work of your hand. Father, bless the work of my hand. Bless the work of my hand. Deuteronomy 28 verse 8 says, and the Lord will make all your work do well. Let my work do well. Let the work of my hand be blessed. Bless my work. In the mighty name of Jesus. Are you praying at all? I say, Lord, bless my work. Bless my work. Bless my work. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless the work of my hand. I am a hard worker. I am a tireless worker. Lord, bless every work that I put myself onto. Lord, help me and help me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bless the work of my hand. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Bless this work that you have given me. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless it. The Lord will make your work do well. The Lord will bless the work of your hand. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. He said, we make you happy in your work. Say, Father, make me happy in my work. Give me harvest over my work. Don't let my labor be in vain. Lord, make me happy in my work. Oh. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, make me happy in my work. The work that I'm doing, Father, make me happy. In the name of Jesus. I want to see results. Lord, make me happy. Go ahead and pray and say, Lord, make me happy. I don't want to labor in vain. Lord, make me happy. In the work that I'm doing, Lord, help me and make me happy. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Raise your hand to heaven. Your right hand like this. Say, Father, 
let my hand do good work. Let it be a blessing and not a liability. Let it not cause pain to others, but let it bring mighty blessing to anybody that I will work with. Bless my hand. Let it do a good work in the mighty name from above. Pray. I don't know what you are expecting from the Lord, but go ahead and begin to pray for help and say, Lord, help me. I don't want to be helpless. Connect me. Help me. Favor me. Open doors for me. You help Mordecai. He was remembered for good. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me. Don't let my labor be in vain. In the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Locate me and help me. Go ahead and pray for help. I want my certificate to be useful. I want to be helped by the Lord. Lord, help me. And God will help you. They cry to the Lord and the Lord help them. And the Lord heard them. And deliver them from their enemy. Father, deliver me from my fear and help me. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayer. Please, everybody here, close your eyes. There are some people that need help. Urgent help now. They are in trouble. They know it. That, ah, except the Lord help me. Within the next one week, I'll be disgraced. You know you are going through something that you can't tell anybody. And you want God to help you. I don't care what you are going through. But I know there is God that can help you. The God that helped Mordecai will help you. The God that helped David will help you. The God that helped our fathers of faith will help you. Whatever you are going through, there is help from above. In the name. Even if the devil is planning something against you, the Lord will help you. The plan of the devil will not come to pass. In the name of Jesus. If you know you are passing through trouble and you need immediate help right now, raise your hand to heaven. I want to pray for you. You are passing through something. You need help. Or you are going through an interview. Or you are going through a difficult situation. Or something is happening. Place that hand upon your head. And say, Lord, it is me that need help. I need present help. Don't pass me by. This is my moment. Lord, help me. You are praying to God. You are not praying to me. And so go ahead and pray and say, Lord, it is me. This week, let there be an intervention. There is a woman that was carrying her only son to bury and Jesus intervened and said, weep no more woman and Jesus help. Lord, help me. Let this week be my week of help. Lord, please help me. I cannot help myself. I cannot survive without you. I don't know how to cope. You are the only one that can help me. Lord, there is fear ahead of me. But help me. Help me to survive. Help me to overcome this temptation. Help me to overcome this trouble. Lord, I need help from you. Lord, help me. Locate me. Connect me. You are my present help in time of trouble. It is my season of help. Lord, help me. Let me come back with a testimony. I cry for help today. Hear my prayer. The Bible says, and Joseph cried for help. And the Lord heard him. Lord, hear my prayer. And let help come for me from above. Lord, help me. Help from heaven. Lord, give me help. In the name of Jesus. In this season of fear. Season of trouble. Season of lack. Lord Jesus, help me. Support me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Don't let this project fail. 
Lord, help me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Please open your eyes. Please believe me. Anyone that you see that is blessed in a genuine way, God has helped that person. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It does not matter what you are going through today. The Lord will help you. He will support you. He will surprise you. He will help you. Agent of help will locate you. In the mighty name of Jesus. If there's anyone that is crying here, the Lord will wipe away your tears. In the name of Jesus. There are some times you think and think and think and you don't know how to solve the problem. And help will come your way. We're in a journey of faith. At times we don't even know what we are doing, whether it's going to work or work. But when help comes, things that should not work begin to work. They begin to work. Raise your hands to heaven. Father, please help your people today in Jesus' name. You said in your word that we should come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. This is the time of need. Everyone that is kind to you from their hearts, Lord, help them in the name of Jesus. Your prayer point today, turn to a testimony. In the name of Jesus. The water that is coming against you will not overwhelm you. The fire that is burning around you will not consume you. You will get out of that trouble. Present help will locate you. You will not be frustrated. You will not be disappointed. Rather, you will come back with testimony. In the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Come on, shout hallelujah. Shout a powerful hallelujah. If you know your help, the help you have received from the Lord is the biggest. Shout the biggest hallelujah. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Yeah.